Don't you a stranger in your home, but you're having a stranger make you a drink, Allie. This I- might not be <laughs> the smartest move anyone's made on the pod. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica. Erica, I have to apologize to you and the listeners in advance because I had a volleyball tournament over the weekend and my voice is very scratchy. Ooh, but how'd you do though? We won! Worth it? Oh, congratulations. Totally that's awesome. It would have been worth it even if we didn't win. We did win, which was amazing. Oh, that's great. So worth it. Worth it. Definitely worth it, but um, especially after... I can't even talk. Especially after... A long day of meetings, and I did a lot of talking today. My voice is like on its last legs. So, apologies if I get a little squeaky. That's all good. But how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I I have many updates. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, because the timing of when we recorded the main pod was such that I didn't have, I didn't really know about any of this the last time. We recorded the main pod. So the patrons know that this stuff was going to happen, but the main pod listeners do not. Um, So as we know, I have been exploring Tinder and got that Tinder premium thing. So I've been able to kind of like filter on people who actually are putting effort into their profiles. And I'd gotten a bunch of matches. And I actually ended up setting up two Tinder dates for this past weekend. Oh, okay. All right. So... One of them, and spoiler alert, one of them ended up getting not canceled, but rescheduled to this upcoming week because it was an absolute monsoon. And I was feeling very, very sluggish, shall we say, from the chaotic mm-hmm. singles party. And so I asked if he would mind if we took a literal rain check. Um, and he did not. And and then I, as we've discussed before, I then offered up all the other times that I was available this week. Like, put my money where my mouth is. Like, I really do still want to go out with you. And so we are going on a copy mm-hmm. date this upcoming week. So that's going to still happen, but didn't happen this past week. And then the other guy we are calling the publicist. And we had a happy hour date scheduled for after work on Friday. And we went to a bar in Brooklyn, or we were had planned to go to this cocktail bar in Brooklyn. And then later that night, I had the chaotic singles party that I've been talking about, the, that Cassidy Davis, who's been on the pod, thro- throws. And so I told him that. Well, I didn't tell him what it was. But I had told him when we were scheduling the happy hour that I had an event at 9 in Brooklyn. Um, and so we scheduled plans for happy hour. So he knew that I like had this time that I was going to have to leave, et cetera. But the date went so well that when he asked what I was doing, like what the event was, and I was telling him about it, I was like, you know what? Do you want to come with me? Oh, a pivot. Okay. A pivot. A pivot. Oh, wow. All right. So, you, were, yeah, you were really hitting it off to be like, screw yeah. it. Come to this party. We were, having a, we were having a great time. I was going to like an event where technically you're supposed to bring a dating update. That's the point True. of the chaotic singles party. True. I wasn't planning on doing that because I knew that a bunch of like listeners and followers were going and I wanted to like mix and mingle with them. But I was like, fuck it. I'm having a good time. You should just come with me. Caveat, though, I need to go home and change first. Oh. Did he go with you? 
So, well, I was dressed really casually for the happy hour and I wanted to be more dressy for the moxie because it was kind of like a swanky, like Williamsburg hotel vibe. So, yeah. So he, he gave me the option. He was like, I could meet back up with you or I'm like happy to just like sit in your lobby and wait. Like he basically <laughs> was just being very like yeah. not presumptuous. Like I'm not going to just assume that I'm going to come into your apartment. Right. Because what's but, the, what did you end up doing? Did you end up? He came up. He came up. And yeah. and my apartment was not prepared for visitors. Like mm. I've talked I've talked about before. I am very disorganized in my living space. <laughs> Things were everywhere. I had filmed a couple videos like the day before and I hadn't cleaned up yet. Like it was a mess. <laughs> You're like, those are the so run he, the runway outfits I did not choose over there. Literally. Yeah. Like all the stuff. <laughs> um, the only saving grace is that like my like my bedroom is now upstairs. So the mess that I had created while getting ready for the date was not visible. <laughs> yeah. But he so I basically was like, okay, like I'm going to go get dressed. We had talked about both of us liking to make cocktails and both of us having like pretty like well-built out bars in our apartments on the date. Ooh. And so he offered to make his cocktails while I got changed. Okay. Sexy. I like it. I came downstairs. The man has made me my favorite cocktail that I never told him is my favorite cocktail. Wait, what is the favorite? I don't even know it. It's a, it's a bee's knees. Oh, I love a bee's knees. I'm a gin guy. I do too. I am so a gin gal. And I had told him that I'm a gin gal. Like that was something that had come up because I ordered a cocktail with gin at our happy hour. So he knew that part. And a business is very simple. And I had all the ingredients on hand because it's my favorite cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the man knows his drinks. Okay. The man knows his drinks. And so I think, you know, he was like, okay, I know she likes gin. I see honey and lemon and sugar. We can make this happen. Right. And I came downstairs and he's pulling my coupe glasses out of the freezer where he was frosting them for the drinks. Oh, wow. Is this man a bartender in a past, no! past life? No. Wow. He, yeah, he really he cares. Okay. Really cares, which I do too. So I like really appreciated that. Wow. Yeah. And I actually had the thought while I was changing upstairs, the thought about what we were talking about, about having strangers in our homes last week mm-hmm. when we were saying that like the reason we wouldn't want our friends having sex in our bed with a, with a rando is because like I don't want a stranger in my house. I'm upstairs getting dressed, being like, "There is a stranger in my home." Yeah, I invited him here. Not only a stranger in your home, but you're having a stranger make you a drink, Allie. This I- might not be <laughs> the smartest move anyone's made on the pod, but sure, sure, you know, you know, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> I but like as you're telling the story, I was like, "Is this not a great example?" <laughs> I mean. Honestly, I got a good vibe off the guy. Mm-hmm. And I like really, especially the way that he, when I invited him to come with me, the way that he approached what was going to happen in between that moment and the party when I said that I needed to go home and change. Right. The way that he approached that actually is what made me comfortable inviting him mm, to come okay. over and wait for me there because he he pretty much assumed he wasn't going to be coming over. Right. And it didn't make sense for him to go home. He lived in the opposite direction. So he was like fully prepared and assuming that he was just going to like twiddle his thumbs somewhere while I got ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so that factored in. But, you know, you're right. It's maybe not best practice. Um, but anyway, so I got dressed. We drank our cocktails. 
We went to the Chaotic Singles Party. We had such a good time. It looked like a good time. I was stalking all of uh, Cassidy's stuff. It was so fun. The vibe of the Moxie was really cool. Like she had her, the last one that she had in New York was at this bar in Midtown that had a lot of space and it was like a good setup for an event, but it just wasn't that like swanky kind of feel like Mm -hmm. a moody. It was like moody and sexy. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Moxie does have a fun vibe. Yeah. Um, And their Williamsburg location is fairly new. So it was really cool. He met a couple listeners. Oh, really? Well, so that's the other thing. So I had to tell him the whole kit and caboodle before we went. Yeah, I was going to say this date, first date really was you kind of pu- fully putting everything out there. Of, yeah, I have a podcast about dating. I recap my dates. I'm going to this dating event. And then on top of that, you're like, here's my house. I'm kind of messy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like you just yeah. showed this man everything. Yeah, But I, but I kind of love it. You're just like. This is what it is. This, this is a this day is, in the life. This is what you're going to be working with. Yeah. It's literally as if I like made a vlog and was like, this is, yeah. a, this is the day in the, a day in the life of Allie. Come with me. <laughs> truly. Truly. Um, Wait, when you introduced so, him, now I'm curious. Do these listeners actually know this man's real name? They do. He was wearing a name tag because <gasps> everyone at the party Ooh. wears name tags. Oh, spicy. So, yeah. And he knew like he knew that. Right. It was really up to him whether he wanted. I let I left it up to him whether he wanted to like do that, whether he wanted to introduce himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his name tag's just the publicist. <laughs> Why well, didn't parentheses tell him that off part. limits? Oh my god! Actually, somebody did try to talk to me, and then he saw me standing with him, and he was like, "Are you guys together?" And I was I like, mean, "Oh yeah," and you know, because yeah, it's a singles mixer. But I I didn't go into it wanting to meet other people there anyway, so. Um, but so I did, yeah, I did have to tell him. So on our date, I told him about the account because he was asking like, you know, how I got involved with the event. I told Mm. him about Greece. So he was asking like, you know, how do you, how'd you get involved with, with all of that? Oh, wait, speaking of Greece, I have something exciting to tell you. Oh, what? And also the people who are coming to Greece, Sunset Lake CBD is going to give us a bunch of products to give to our Greece folks. Oh, hell yeah. I, I got a gift bag, right? I, I know I'm, I'm, of course. I'm, <laughs> yes, of I'm course your you free do. plus one, but I, do I get a gift bag? Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, because by the way, another thing that I've started doing every day, speaking of Sunset Lake, is I've been putting a little bit of their coffee beans into my coffee that I grind in the morning. Oh, that's perfect. So just a little bit. Little, little mixture. Just a little. Just a little. And it's kind of taken the edge off of the caffeine bump. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to do the tincture drops in the coffee in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Rourke used to do that. Yeah. It's a good move. Especially they have stuff that's not flavored. And then they have flavored ones you could take straight, which their citrus one is amazing. I've done that like right under the tongue. Great. Oh, I love the mint personally. I'm not a mint gal. I got to say, I'm not a mint gal. I I almost feel like there's a gene like there is for cilantro, but for mint. Oh, maybe. Because mint people love mint. They'll get the mint ice cream. And I'm like, I don't know why you want toothpaste ice cream, but you know, that's that I I can't get behind. But the Um, mint CBD drops are fantastic. And so, but I've been doing the coffee. So I'm really excited. And if you, even if you are coming to Greece, you could still use this promo code. Go to sunsetlakecbd.com and you can use our promo code FMH20 and get 20% off your order. Yeah, FMH20, baby. Sunsetlakecbd.com. Do it, do it. 
So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, so anyway... So I was telling him, you know, about Greece and he that you know, he was asking more questions and so I was telling him about the about the account. I hadn't mentioned the pod. It like honestly it didn't even really occur to me to mention the pod. I was just telling him more about like right the account and the event and stuff. And then we were drinking our cocktails, we're sitting on my couch and he was talking about podcasts and the ones he likes and and stuff. He's he is very very tuned in to current events and the news and so he listens to mostly that kind of pod. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I listened to any, and I was like, I don't listen to that many podcasts. And then I literally just reached over and grabbed my microphone because it's all it sits on my couch for the most part because I don't put things away. Oh shit! And I just reached over and grabbed my mic and was like, "But I I do record what? <laughs> what do you say? Was he? Was he? I don't know which part was he more surprised about. Is what I'm curious. The account. Or it the seemed pod? like that part. It seemed like the pod yeah. surprised him more. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think because he's a podcast guy, he's not a social media guy. He like ha- he said he has Instagram, but he barely uses it. But he does listen to a lot of podcasts. So I think that just like resonated with him more as a thing. Yeah. Um, he Googled it immediately, like in front of me. Of course. Of course. Oh, wow. Of course. But then. Did he asked to listen? Pinky- he asked me if I wanted him to listen. And I said, okay, no. fair question. Yeah. Yeah. And then he pinky swore me his idea that he would not. Yeah. I like that though. I do too. And I talked to him about, you know, I told him I, I'm going to talk about our date, but it's going to be completely anonymous and like nothing bad. <laughs> Obviously yeah, I had like a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the bullet points. Like we went on a date. We had a great time. Y- exactly what I just said, all the stuff. Right. The thing that the thing that makes me not want you to listen is not that part. It's getting so much information about me so soon mm-hmm. in like an information overload kind of way that just isn't normal early on in dating. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And also I'll I'll make this I'll make this generalization, okay? Mhm. Now a woman listening to a man and finding more information about him makes women more into them, typically. Like, we feel more comfortable the more we know. And with yeah, men, there's kind of this mystery aspect where they like it more or are into it more when they find out these things, like, on their own. Not through listening and finding out everything all at once. So, yeah. I think that's the move. is being like, you just get to know me as me. 
and not, you know, my Negrim type and my, you know, <laughs> all these other stuff. Yeah, I think that that is, it's just that rings so true. And I think that that is the reason that I don't want him to listen. And I don't want, I would prefer that guys not. I understand mm-hmm. if they do. I wouldn't blame him. Although now he is pinky sword and we kissed on it. Like kissed our, you, you know what I mean by that, right? Oh. Like, no, not that. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about when you pinky swear with someone and then you both kiss your hand? I mean, I don't do that, but sure. <laughs> it like thing? seals a pinky. It seals a pinky swear. Does yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I've heard sealed with a kiss, but I thought that's like a, like a real kiss. Well, that is something different. But okay. hopefully listeners know what I'm talking about where you do a pinky swear and then you like kiss your hand. Okay. I have no idea. Anyway, it's a dumb kid thing. It's like not a, obviously it's not a real pact. Not, it's not a, it's not a legally binding contract. <laughs> um but so yeah, we had that conversation and then when we went to the event, I talked to several listeners. They met him. He met Cassidy. We talked like he's fully okay. in the loop. All he's right. Fully, in, fully the in the loop. Yeah. How the how the night end? So he asked what my schedule looked like for the next week. And we scheduled a date then and there before I even left. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. When are you going out? Yeah. Tomorrow. (gasps) Ooh. I love that. Yeah. So he he locked in the date, but then followed up the next day to, you know, basically confirm, like, you know, it was kind of late at that point. You know, he was like, just wanted to double check, like, Wednesday's still good for you, you know, da, da, da. Like, it's kind of, it's supposed to be kind of cold, but here's what I'm thinking. Um, So assuming that it doesn't rain, which right now it's looking good, we're going to do a little walk in the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Oh, it's so beautiful right now. Yeah, that's what he said. He he really likes photography, and so that's one of the places that he likes to go um, and take photos. And so he said he was there recently, and it's beautiful right now. And I have never been. I've I lived in Brooklyn for a long time, either. and I've never been. Yeah, it is beautiful though. I keep seeing I keep seeing everyone on Instagram going because I think the cherry yeah. blossoms were in bloom. So yeah, I think they're almost done now. So but maybe we'll catch the tail end. Um, and then after that, he sent me three different – this is the, all the next day. We didn't do all of this the night of. But um, he sent me three different um, restaurant options with different vibes. So he was like, oh, okay. we could do this walk-in spot that's kind of casual. They don't take reservations though. So, you know, it would be hit or miss. We could we could go fancy and do a tasting menu at this place that's nearby. Or we could go like a middle-of-the-road spot and get a reservation at this place. Mm. and I basically said if the tasting menu is an option, I'm never going to say no, ever. The tasting menu is fun. So fun. Very fun. So I picked that, and approximately a minute later, I had an email, which I guess he put in my phone number, because I'm like, how did he get my email? He must have put yeah. in my phone number. I got an email from Resi saying, so-and-so has invited you to their reservation at Wow, you got a calendar, man. He's speaking my love language, baby. Wow. Is he listening to the pot? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'll just tap into one episode. Just to find out. Just to find Um, out. We do have a lot of stuff in common like that, though. Like, we discovered he also loves Notion. Like, we discovered, like, a lot of, like, little organizational things that we both really like. You Um, got to put Notion as something in your dating profile. 
prompts. Yeah, I feel like it's so obscure though, but I guess maybe that's not. Nah, it isn't. It isn't. You could be like yeah. spreadsheets and Notion. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. All right, I'll think about this. Um. So yeah, tomorrow botanical gardens tasting menu, Papa Sis. I'm excited. This is so cute. Yeah, it's good. He's Look he's very nice. I like him. From dating um, app to fatigue to cute dates in a park and shit. To cute dates all in one week. And all of this happened like since we recorded that episode. Like this was not on the calendar when we recorded that episode. Yeah. It's like opposite manifestation. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Um, Separately, but related. So also the next day, I opened up Tinder. I don't have Tinder notifications, like push notifications on. So I didn't see this until the next day. But one of my Tinder matches messaged me and said hey are you at the moxie hotel right now i think (gasps) i see you shut up do you think it was the guy that came up to you no it wasn't i oh okay dude yeah damn that occurred to me until i clicked into his profile but it wasn't and i so i immediately i said yes obviously but i said yeah i was like oh my god yeah i was there like my friend cassidy threw the event did you have fun I screenshotted it immediately before he had said anything back and I sent it to Cassidy just to say like, haha, how funny is this? She knows him. <gasps> oh shit, really? Yeah. Like, he lives here in New York. Yeah, yeah. She said he's great. <gasps> okay. Wait. So then what happened after? Or you like So we were let's... so we were messaging. We were messaging and I and she also told me via text message, he got there kind of late. And the publicist and I got there right on time and we only stayed a couple hours. I mean, only we were there until like 1130, but he didn't get there until kind of late. So we didn't overlap for very long because in my head, I'm like, did he see me with this other dude? Did he think like. And she didn't give him a heads up either. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Interesting. So he he saw a glimpse of you and was like, that girl looks familiar. Yes. Yeah. He fully just recognized me from Tinder because then when I said oh. that to him, when I said my friend Cassidy through the event, he also told me, oh my God, I know her. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What an easy opener too. Then you could just talk about the party and then go from there. Yeah. Honestly, it's not a bad opener, even if it's a total lie, because if he had said that and I wasn't there, that still <laughs> opens the conversation. Yeah, right. You're like, no, but I should have been. What was happening? Right. No, yeah, no, but that sounds like fun. So everyone, I think this is actually a decent idea. Um, But anyway, so we were just messaging back and forth. Then he said something. I suggested that we move the text message. Oh, I actually used, I, I say this a lot, actually, on both Tinder and Hinge. You can't send pictures, which is probably for the best. And so... Sometimes if I want, if I am like feeling a little cheeky and I don't want to just be like, here's my number, mm-hmm. I will say, they'll ask me a question or I'll, or I'll say something like, if, if Tinder allowed pictures, you'd be getting one of X right now. Right. Okay. And so he was asking like what I was up to. It was Saturday. I was doing nothing. It was raining. And I said like, if Tinder allowed pictures, you'd be getting a picture of like my cat on the couch. Okay. Fun. And so then he was like, well, I have to see your cat on the couch. Like, what's your number? There we go. Okay. And that happens a lot. It's a good move. So Yeah, easy. T- yeah. So then we moved to text message and we are going out next week as well. Oh, okay. This is see, this is so fun because there's a vouch too. Yeah. Of like a vetted, yeah, yeah. I know this guy's a decent guy. And mm-hmm. like we said, now you know you have the mutual connection. 
can't where it puts everybody on their their best behavior you know yeah um so i don't have a nickname for him yet i gotta think about that more but we're gonna have our date is not until after we would call him i actually wait thank you for saying that because (laughs) i already did have a nickname for him and it was chaos oh really i like i want to call him chaos chaos just pure chaos i'm like should we say mr chaos Chaos? mr chaos sure okay mr chaos mr chaos yeah yeah mr chaos i like that i'm so glad you said that because i literally earlier today was like oh what am i gonna call him because i'm gonna tell erica about him tonight like what am i gonna call him and then i thought i should call him chaos and then i just completely forgot that i had that conversation with myself it's fun i like yes mr chaos um so but mr chaos and i are going out next week because all my nights this week are booked so two two weeks from now listeners is when you'll hear about that date because i won't have been out with him yet when we record next week yeah unless you join the patreon that's true Mm -hmm. that's true patreon patrons here because i'll I'll, we will record the patreon like the day after i go out with him so patrons will hear it immediately um and by the time the main pod is hearing this the patrons will have already heard about my second date with the publicist so yeah so come get the tea um yeah so i have i have two dates a second and a first and then just for continuity's sake i am still on bumble bff i was supposed to have my first bff date this past weekend but that one we also decided to rain check it was that same day that was just an absolute monsoon and i was supposed to drive to the date it was a mess uh, or the, it wasn't, it's not a date. It was a lunch, but, um, we are also doing lunch this coming week. So we've oh, rescheduled okay. that as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Spring, spring actually, strong, baby. wait, actually, this reminds me of one other thing and then I will let you talk. <laughs> um, also at the chaotic singles party, while I was sitting, talking to the publicist, a woman came up to me and said, Hey, I think we're matched on Bumble BFF. Stop, really? Yes. That's and hilarious. She she is the founder of a dating app that was helping sponsor the event. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so she was like working the event. Yeah. Oh shit, okay. Well then she's like, "Hey, we clearly have stuff in common if you're here." Yeah, clearly we're in the same <laughs> world. Um so she and I are trying to figure out a time to go. So she messaged me the next day and she was like, "I'm so sorry I interrupted your like conversation with a cute guy." No. Oh. I was like, no, 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 you're totally fine. But so now we're trying to find a time to to grab a drink or something. Oh, that's great. Look at you. Yeah. So a lot happened on that Friday. Yeah. And Tinder, Tinder kind of for the win over here right now. Tinder, Tinder for the win. Tinder for the win. win. So don't knock it till you try it, everybody. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with the results so far. It's working. It is. It is still the most popular app worldwide. So it is. So why not make a pivot? Yeah. Yeah, so you're in LA. You are heading to Palm Springs for your birthday this weekend. What yes. what else is going on? Very very excited. Um, so I have an update that's a little old because we didn't have time last week. Yeah. Now I have two things real quick. So I have I have something that is a bit of an am I the asshole situation for myself. <laughs> okay. However, I went to the Reddit page, and I contemplated posting my story on it and i've never done this before because i'm sitting there like am i crazy or you know did i handle it as well as i could have i think i did all right now through the reddit page though someone also sent me a note on dm there was a reddit of 
I had sex in my brother's bed. Am I the asshole? Oh. And it was a scenario of a girl in college. Her brother left town. She was watching the pets. And he was like, sure, I have a friend over. She has a boyfriend. He knows. Mm -hmm. So the brother comes home. And the the brother's the one that posted it, by the way. And he's like, oh, my sheets were in the wash, but I didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, my sister, you know, so nicely, whatever. And she asked, can I have my boyfriend over? But the sister made a comment of like, yeah, sorry, like, definitely had to clean the sheets. Like... Oh, you know, ew, we don't need that over. comment. We don't right? need that comment. No. But he's banished her from staying at his place ever. And he's like, am I overreacting? And this is a situation where I'm like, nobody say it out loud. No one wants it out loud. We don't need that information. Even if it's you not know? my brother. I definitely don't need to be saying that to my brother. Especially if you're like, oh, we made a mess on the sheets. I'm like, ew. <laughs> ew. Right? Yes. I was like, oh, don't need that. Uh, Sorry, that was just like a bark <laughs> into the microphone that I just like. Yeah dry heaved uh but i just i found it interesting because i was like we did not i don't think we clarified that part of the scenario but i was like yeah sibling especially i'd be like just clean my apartment don't say a word but ultimately if if you lend your bed to somebody who has a significant other sex is on the table unless you say otherwise that's my theory i think you're right situation like if you ignorantly (laughs) think like you're gonna go for away for two weeks and your sister who's in a dorm room now has an actual apartment like you think no sex is happening also yeah bed versus couch bed obviously oh much easier oh i actually would i that actually brings up a another like thing of friends having sex in my apartment i would be mad if they had sex on my couch because i would too clean a couch cushion yeah that's like same way professional services yeah yeah that's a real risk. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like no, it. No, absolutely not. I barely like doing that for that reason. Right. Yeah, I don't think I have. I have before, but I'm but I'm cautious. Yeah. Or you're like, it's me. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but it, but it, it's not me is the thing. Right. It well, be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, hey, couch versus bed. I feel like everyone's going to say bed. Come on. Bed. Yeah, Come. there was, coming out of that conversation, because the episode aired yesterday, there was a guy who I blocked who DM'd me a rant about how I was the nastiest person on the planet because I would have sex in a friend's bed. Mind you, in the episode, I, I never have. <laughs> but because yeah. Did he get my handle wrong? <laughs> but because I, because I said I would, I am oh a god. nasty lady. It's like, oh my God, you, you need to get a life. I'd be like, all right, man, we don't got to be friends then. I, right, yeah. Like, don't. I won't have sex in your bed. I promise. So nasty. I was planning so. on it, but now I won't. Truly. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway. So wait, did you end up hilarious. posting your own? So there's something on Reddit where you need like a number of points to even be able to post. Or oh, comment really? I don't know how Reddit works. I just have an account and whatever. Anyway, so I have it. So so I'm bringing it here. I'm bringing it here. Maybe we'll do a poll of like, if you listen to yeah. the episode, is Erica an asshole? Or this other psycho. Okay, so this is a beautiful, beautiful. We know how you feel. Story. Yeah. All right. Yeah, obviously, obviously, I'm on my own side here. But but I'll tell the story <laughs> as non-biased as I can. So, okay. Let's see. So I stay. I stay at my my uh, my homeboy Jordan's for the weekend because I got shows. Whatever. Sunday morning, I get up early, go to wash the sheets, wash 
whatever, the towel I used, everything. Because I'm a good house guest. I'm like, I'm going to clean everything up. I go down to his laundry room. Someone has all three machines taken. They have five minutes left, all of them. I'm like, cool. Waiting. Some lady comes down. She takes her stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she points to one wash. She leaves open. She goes, oh, you can use this one. I say, great, thanks. Put my stuff in. Set the timer on my phone. Go get, like, a coffee and a sandwich. Come back. My thing's done. Now, there's four dryers. So we have three washers, four dryers. This woman took up three washes and now two more washes. All four dryers are taken. Okay. The dryers have like 10 minutes left. But I'm like, all right, I'll just wait. Whatever. Because I'm on a time crunch. I have a flight to catch. I got to go home to the shore, pack, drive. It's crazy. So I'm just like waiting politely with my stuff. She comes down. The dryers finish up. I'm like, cool. I grab my stuff out of the wash. I'm just standing there holding it. She's opening all the doors, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden she looks over at me. She goes, oh, I'm going to need all four of these. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah. And I just said, I'm sorry, what? Like, I was like, was that? Especially because two of the dryers have one item in each. And that's like, no. so like one's like a blanket of some sort. And the other one looks like it's maybe like probably like a bath mat of some kind. They look kind of like the same material. So I'm standing there like, you absolutely can't do that, especially with one item in each situation. And she just goes, well, yeah, I need all four again. Again. So like, not only did she already use all four at the same time, but now she's saying she's going to use all four of them again while there's somebody waiting. Yes. Well, I'm standing there with my stuff. Like, and then I just said, I just, I said, Hey, I said, I just need one dryer. And she was like, well, some of my, my, some of my stuff isn't fully dry yet. She's like, so I get to, she's like, I get to finish all my stuff and then you can put yours in. And I just said, that's, I go, that's, I said, come on, that's ridiculous. I said, I just need one dryer. I said, my stuff actually probably doesn't even need the 45 minutes it runs. But I was like, I just need one dryer. I said, you can combine two of these. I said, these two look about the same material. I said, how about you combine those? She was like, no. She goes, that's how it works. She said, do you want me? She said, I can go get the manager of the building if you want. And I said, yeah, okay, go get him. Go do it. I was like, okay, go get him. And then she goes, oh, well, it's Sunday. He doesn't work Sundays. I said, okay. So I was like, look, I go, I got a flight to catch. I said, which two of these do you want to combine? And she goes, oh, you have a flight to catch? That's nice. And I was like, this bitch. Like in my head, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I said, the fact that she's like, that's how it works. I would have been like, I'm sorry, please point me to the laundry room regulations. Yeah. And then I literally look at her and I go, my wash was done before your other two washes. I said, so if we went in order, my wash is next before you first out. And I said, also, I said, your stuff had time left. I said, I could have been an asshole and touched it and moved it before the time was up. I said, but I didn't. I waited politely for you to come here and not touch your stuff. I was like, so what do you want to combine? These two are the same fabric. And she goes, don't touch my stuff. Like I didn't. And I said, I was like, I didn't. I said, but I need one dryer and this is absolutely ridiculous. So I was like, so do you want to pick or I'm going to pick for you? Because I finally hit the point (laughs) of like, no. And mind you, this is also like a woman who is older than me and smaller than me. So I'm a little bit arrogant in the situation of like, what are you going to do? Fight me? Like, I'm I'm six feet 190. Like, come at me. Okay? Like, I'd love to see you try. 
and and I'm so proud of myself of I really am great in scenarios of I'm literally shaking right now <laughs> telling this story. You're so <laughs> mad. I love it. I'm like fuming, but I am. And I thank God for sports in my life that it's it, it's the ultimate teacher of keep your cool. Do not let your emotions take over. And in this situation, too, I was like, do I could be such an asshole right now and just steamroll you. And I'm not. I'm just like, really, are we not going to work this out? What's going on? So she has all the doors open of the stuff. And I just was like, she's like, no, all my stuff. I go, okay, then. So I have my stuff in one hand bumbled, bundled up. I take the whatever blanket of the top thing and I just put it in the bottom one. Because they're also high up. So I'm like, I also have you by height. Good luck. <laughs> I grab her thing and I put it in the other dryer. And I start to put my stuff. This woman literally starts shoving me and pushing me and trying to grab her blanket and keep it in the thing. And so I literally get low and like box her out because I'm like, you, you went got, into basketball mode. So even in this scenario, though, I'm like, I'm not putting a hand on you. And I also could throw your shit on the floor and be an asshole. But even then, I was like, I won't put it on the floor, put it in the thing. She's also shoving me, Allie, against the two dryer doors where I'm like, oh, you're going to break two dryer doors if you keep shoving me like this. Like, oh, my God. So she's shoving me and she literally goes, I'm, I'm stronger than you. I might not look it, but I'm stronger than you. And I say nothing. But in my head, I'm like, clearly you're not because I'm already you're not. You're clearly not. <laughs> And and all I said I out loud is I said you had a physical altercation in a, a laundry physical room. Physical altercation in a laundry room. And I say to her, all I said was, You're gonna break two of the dryers shoving me. Like basically, I'm like, you wanna go down to one dryer working or what? I'm giving you 75% of the dryers. Back off. But I didn't say that. I literally just said, You're gonna break two of the dryers. So I just keep a fucking box out stance, put my stuff in the dryer, shut the door, and then she backs off. And she crosses her arms. She goes, well, have fun standing here waiting 45 minutes because if you leave, I'm going to throw your stuff on the floor. And I looked oh at her and I go, God. okay. I said, fine. I'll wait. But I was like, are you for real? You lunatic? But I put my card in. I start my thing and I sit there. Then she sits there with like, what? Her one basket of shit that didn't get dried yet that she has to wait. I'm like, whatever. Didn't you dude. combine two of them. So why does she even have to wait? Because it was like a whole two more washes of clothes or something. I don't know. It's not my problem. It's you like, don't get to yeah, girl, the sorry, entire laundry your laundry's going to take a half hour longer. Not my fault. You don't anyway. get to commandeer the entire laundry room. That's not how it works. Clearly. So I'm like, am I the asshole that I did touch her stuff? And basically was just like, no. But it's also like, mm, or who's the bigger asshole that you're going to shove me about it and then also threaten me with my shit. But here's a part I could have really been an asshole at the end. She left, everything had like, she added time to all her stuff and then she left. I had like 10 minutes left of mine. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess at this point she's like, all right, well, whatever. I'll come back. I get my stuff. Upon leaving Allie, I stared for a minute at the dryers of, do I stop the dryers just to be a dick? <laughs> and I was so close to doing it. And the I think only that reason would have swung the MI the asshole pole. No, I still think I would not be the asshole if I turned off her dryers because that's just fucking karma of like, fuck well, you. Well, maybe it would just be the me. everyone's, everyone's be an asshole choice. If well, that especially happened. I would sit there and go, this is just an inconvenience of time. I didn't throw your shit on the floor. 
But this is probably bad that the thing that stopped me from doing it is this is not my building. I don't live here. And all I thought was if Jordan gets in trouble for this, I would feel really bad, obviously. Of course. So I was like, all right, Erica, there already might be a problem if this girl reports you (laughs) to the building. But I'd be like, and I looked upon leaving, there's security cameras in there. So I want to be like, go ahead and report it. They're going to see you shoving me for no fucking reason. Anyway. Anyway, what a what a last day in New York. Hell <laughs> of a last day. I don't but, even uh, know how I guess I think the only way to do this as a poll is to you have to have listened to that whole story in order you to be to able to understand to what happened. So yeah, it's yes. gonna have to be after the episode comes out. But you you absolutely cannot commandeer an entire laundry room of a building. That's absolutely ridiculous. For like, like multiple I don't care. cycles. I like I don't care if her wash was done before mine. I'm still like, you can't have a hundred percent of the dryers. Yeah, unless there's nobody else there and it's like fine, but the minute somebody else comes, yeah. Like that is so disrespectful. Right? I would even building, say if I was down there room. about to use all three washes and someone else comes down, I'd be like, shit, well, I got to give them one. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, but the wash absolutely. you could be a dick cuz that door locks. So you could be like, my shit's in, see ya, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the dryer how frustrating is risky. is it? To see someone come down and they've taken three washers and one of them has like two items. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. You're like, first of all, what a waste of water. Second, yeah. did you really need all three? Like, what are we doing? Anyway, so what, that, was, that was my last day in New York story. And I just, I'm when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, now I'm like fuming. My energy's up. Because I just, it was one of those moments where you're like, can you believe this? And then the other part of me goes, yeah, no, I can believe it. Because it's New York. No, I can. And it is mm-hmm. fucking crazy here. So. Anyway, vote vote on the poll. <laughs> Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So last week we talked about dating at fatigue and it really resonated with people. I mean, we knew it would because of all the submissions that we got, but so much of the feedback that we've gotten already has been... Like everyone felt like we did, that it was a very cathartic vent session. Mm-hmm. And, but one of the things that a couple people, more than a couple, maybe five or six people have messaged me about 
is this. Have you heard of these pair rings? Yeah, I have. And someone was someone messaged it to me being like, oh, would you do this? And my initial thought was, well, is it popular enough that me wearing one would, you know, do men know about it? I feel like women <laughs> will know about it before men know about it. So that's really the question is like, will the men know yeah. what this ring means? Because I've worn and- a ring on my right hand and people thought I was engaged. Agreed. So. And I do wear a ring on my right hand and sometimes that happens. Uh, it's the But it's an heirloom and I, it's the only finger it fits on and, except for my left one, which is obviously a worse option. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but so we got a bunch of DMs about this. I bought one. You did? I did. It's okay. 25 bucks. Is there also an app that goes with it? So to be totally transparent, they they are not totally transparent. Oh, okay. It is a little unclear what is going to come with this ring. It's supposed to ship within three weeks. I will report back. It says that they're live in a few different countries. So they're live in definitely the U.S. and the U.K., I think Australia. Um, however, and there are a couple news articles that mention this too. Oh, yeah. They're live in the U.S.A., the U.K., Germany, Canada, and Australia. The website talks about how many people will be using this. There's no information available about how many people are using it because they've already sold. They sold like a first round. So it's almost like a Kickstarter campaign type of thing of this many people signed up to get one. We'll be shipping them out on this date. And then, you know, 20,000 people are going to have it in New York City or something like that. That's what I thought. But reading the website more carefully and reading the news coverage about it. They're, they never say how many people have actually bought them. Their right. like verbiage that they're using is like millions hmm. of people will be. That's just based on like how many people are single. It's based on their the, own projections. I watch Shark Tank and I would call bullshit on this. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. I'd be like, oh, so, potential sales? We don't give a fuck about potential sales. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> so it was 25 bucks. To me, that was worth just finding out what they're going to send me so that we could talk about it here. Yeah. Um, so we will see what happens, but I agree with you. The whole, it's going to hinge on, no pun intended, whether people actually use it. And that was the case when like Bumble first came on the scene. Mm-hmm. The reason that Bumble took off is because very, very attractive men were on there immediately. That was like the buzz about Bumble. Wait, hold up. I thought there was a whole thing of a lawsuit of they had fake profiles to entice people to use it. Yeah, exactly. But oh, that was okay. the buzz. Yeah. But that was the buzz about Bumble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't I can't speak to whether or not that's true. But the buzz about Bumble was that like, oh my God, there are all these guys on there and they're so cute and da 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 and you gotta sign up. It it worked. Like now they have a really large user base. Mm-hmm. But that's like the difference between that's always the thing that I that I think about. When a dating app, let's say a dating app reaches out and they're like, hey, we want you to promote our app. Mm-hmm. Even if I think the concept is really cool, which sometimes I have, I'm like, clearly no one's on your app now because you're brand new. Wouldn't expect there to right. be you to have people yet. But if I promote this app and then no one's there, the user experience is going to be really bad. And mm-hmm. so then no one will want to come back because the experience is bad because there's no one there. But that, I mean, I would not want to build an app for this reason. Like, that's got to be a nightmare to deal with. Yeah, exactly. 
Also, so, I heard uh, on the fake profile thing, I remember yeah. getting it with my two male roommates when Bumble was new. And the two of them were actually the first to say, I think these profiles are fake as men swiping on women. Oh, interesting. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, every girl has like gone to Harvard and Yale and whatever. And then they said, and then they all have really cool jobs that are really interesting that makes you want to ask them about it. And it, it was a thing of they said, everyone seems too perfect. And so mm. all of us did an experiment of anyone we matched with, we would message just yeah. to say, how many messages do we get back? And the percentage was so low that then mm. I started looking into, is there a conspiracy of fake profiles on Bumble? So I do not know if it's been confirmed or not, but it is yeah. a conspiracy. But maybe this so, ring will turn into men just start to find out because they keep being like, I keep seeing this ring. What does this mean? Like, what is that? And so they won't buy the ring and use it, but they'll go up to the women that have it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's best so case it, scenario. So I don't think there's going to be an app because their whole thing is like not to have an app. They do say that they're going to have events that are going to be available to ring wearers. That makes sense. Okay. And I don't know what any of those are going to look like yet. I have no idea what's going to come in the mail. It, for all I know, it could be a box. There's like three different sizes. They send you all three of the sizes. For all I know, there's just going to be a box with like three of these silicone rings in it and no further information. I don't know. Right. Eh. Well, you never know. But I spent $25 on it. I will keep everyone posted. It's supposed to be here in the next three weeks, according to their shipping timelines. Okay. Well, we'll see. So we shall see. But I got a lot of messages about it. So fear not, people. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. So before we get to the hefty advice, uh, we do have some quick polls here. So basically dating in your 30s versus dating in your 20s. First poll question, uh, dating gets easier in your 30s. What'd you have? And we specifically directed this at our 30 plus audience and gave our under 30 people an opportunity to say like, I I'm not over 30, but I just want to know. So 30% of people are under 30. So like take those people out right away. 50% mm -hmm. said that's a myth. 20% said not a myth. I had the same 50% a myth, 25% not a myth. So 20, 50% yeah, so say it is harder. It does not get easier. Yeah. What I find interesting about that, though, is there are so many concrete examples in the submissions we're going to talk about, about what people wish they knew in their 20s that does make dating easier in your 30s. Yeah, I got a lot of messages to this essentially clarifying, like, okay, yes, the options get smaller, but you know more of what you want. So that part's right. easier. Right. Is being more sure of the things you want. And that almost is why it's harder because you are looking for something more specific than in your 20s. And also you bring in fertility. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm not worried about a clock ticking in the 20s. 30s, maybe I feel a little bit more pressure and that can also make it harder. Yeah, I think it probably depends on how people are defining easier or harder for themselves. Like if we're right. saying, is it easier to just find someone to date? Definitely not. Like... It was way easier to just find someone to date in my 20s, right. partially because, like you said, I was much more accepting of things that I'm not anymore, and I'm glad I'm not. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that means it was easier to get into a relationship in my 20s. Not to say those were good ones, but it was easier. Right. Yeah. There's more more options is what I would say. Exactly. Yeah. But – and at the same time, to your point, like if people are thinking about easier from – 
a pressure perspective or a stress perspective, like a lot of that gets harder if you're worried about that timeline. Mm-hmm. I think on the flip side of that though, I feel less stress because I'm not as anxious about what the other person thinks about me in the way that I was in my 20s. Right. You have more confidence. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, interesting. Exactly. I saw Ali Wong in Vegas on tour. Oh, I love so Ali good, Wong. by the way. So she's working she's, out her new hour. So if you could see her sooner amazing. than later, I love that stuff, watching them really work it out and, and talking to the crowd a lot, very genuinely. So she yeah. went through a divorce. She's single again. She's 40. And interestingly, she said 40 is the best age to date. She said also, granted, you know, she's been married. She has kids. So that part of her life, yeah, she's not worried about or trying to do. Yeah. But she said, I have the widest age range that I've ever had to date. She, I feel that said, way in my I put my dating app 55 to 30, I believe, or 35. But she said, that's yeah. 20 years of age range. And I was like, well, that's that's actually a good point. So yeah. that's a plus side I, to people that are maybe close to 40 and maybe feel a little, I don't know, ang- anxiety. She says it's the best. So on that note, because I got messages about being in your 40s about this question, the next question we asked to our 30 plus folks was, sex is better in your 30s. And this answer was quite different. For me, at least. Yeah, but that's, this is what I expected because this is how I would have uh, voted. For sure. Absolutely. So not a myth was my majority. 64%. Yeah, a mine's myth, 58. 10%. Very low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very low. And then I got a few DMs from women saying, uh, even better in your 40s and your 50s. Yes, I got the same several DMs of people being like, just wait till your 40s. It, yeah, which I was like, I don't know what happens then, but. Bring it I'm on. excited. <laughs> I'm excited now. Here we go. <laughs> Yo, honestly, though, I was like a little worried if people didn't vote the way I assumed because I'm sitting here like, listen, if I really broke it down, granted, I'm only 32, so my whole 30s hasn't happened yet. But, sure. but in terms of sex, the quantity of sex was much higher in my 20s, but the quality mm, yes. of sex in my Fact. 30s has been incredibly better. So... I I look at sex in my 30s like drinking in my 30s where I'm like, yeah, I was drinking more in my 20s, but it was low quality shit. In my 30s, <laughs> I'm like drinking is like sex where it's like mm, top shelf only. Okay. Sex in we're, your 20s was like the it, natty light. You yeah, were having natty yeah, light your, sex. <laughs> yeah. Sex in your 20s is like Smirnoff and sex in your 30s is like uh Belvedere. Oh, I can't even say it. Sex in your 30s is like Grey Goose. Top shelf Hendrix only. for me. Yeah, there you go. But uh, anyway. I love that analogy. Um, yeah, I, I was not surprised by this. I think like all of the stuff that we'll get to in this episode about what you learn that you wish you knew in your 20s, so much of it is surrounds confidence and knowing yourself and not being afraid to ask for what you want. All of mm. the things that make sex better. Yep, I agree. So I was going to ask you, because you could give yeah. people one thing of advice in your 30s versus 20s, whatever. What, what would your piece be? Nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. That's a great anxiety one. Yeah. And, and I, I come from a place of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So no, when, I, true. when I think about, and when you first hear that, nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. Like you first might be like, wait, what? <laughs> your anxiety <laughs> is, does everyone me? hate me? <laughs> Everyone hates me. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, it just means you're so worried of what other people think. Yes. 
Yeah. And truly, and, they're all worried of what other people think, too. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're way more worried about their own shit to even come close to an, a fraction of how much you're worried about your shit. And I spent most of my 20s so anxious about what other people were thinking about me, about the situation, about the world, about just everything. I spent so much time and energy and mental space on other people's thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just don't care. Like no one is thinking about you in the way that you are. Right. I mean, it's literally like the dressing the same thing I said last week. Yeah. You know, the thought of being a bridesmaid in your 20s is great because you're like, what are we wearing? What are we all wearing? And then in your 30s, you're like, we're wearing different dresses, right? Because fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to yes. sit here and pretend we all have the same body, you know? Yeah, it's Ugh. just... And I think, and this, and that sort of sentiment that nobody cares about you as much as you do thing came up a lot in the submissions of people. I think that's something that a lot of people mm-hmm. resonate with. Um, and yeah, so that's, that would be my number one, but we'll get into others. What's yours? What's your number one? Okay. So I'd go with the dating one specifically for me. This would be my advice to more specifically women, but I think everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about being mean. I think women, often the excuse they give for essentially not setting boundaries or not doing something that really is going to help them in their own mental space is, well, I didn't want to be mean. And I always tell people, you're not being mean. It's not mean for you to block your ex. That's going to help you get over it. It's not mean. And I think women all the time worry about being mean or not being nice. Like and redefining in, what that means. Right. And it, or it just it puts you in situations you shouldn't be in, mm-hmm. you know, or it, it, or it yeah. keeps you in situations that you're not fully removed from because you're like, well, I didn't want to be mean. Yeah. And I, that's my piece of advice would be like, don't worry about being mean. If it's something you need to do for you, especially for your own mental space, do it. It's not mean to take care of yourself. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it it comes down to this is something that I worked on a lot in my 20s or didn't work on a lot rather that I struggled with a lot in my 20s and that I have since worked on is prioritizing other feeling other people's feelings over mine. Right. Like the block like obviously there's appropriate situations of like you're the bridesmaid in the wedding. The day's not about you. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're accepted. (laughs) Yeah. But in the situation like the example you gave about blocking your ex. Mm-hmm. you're in that scenario that person who's worried about blocking their ex is more worried about their ex's feelings about being blocked than they are about the feelings that are coming up every time they see their ex on social right and also to these people i'd be like look they're your ex they're not in your life anymore so even totally. if they do think you're mean fuck them fuck them who cares you think I'm mean? Okay, well, you didn't want to be with me anymore before when I wasn't being mean. So I'll yeah, be like mean I now. Yeah, like I really don't, really don't care. <laughs> right? Like, does it matter? You already don't like me. Cool. I'll, I'll seal it then with a block, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Take this. You, you <laughs> thought that was mean. Right? Um, yeah, I, I, I really like that one. Um, so we have a lot of submissions from people, many of which resonated with me. I have one in particular that the phrasing I thought was just chef's kiss. Okay. Hit me. Being low maintenance in relationships is not the flex you think it is. Oh, that's good. That's good. 
Yeah. Have expectations of people. You should. Yes. Yes. And somebody else said something that a, a different person said something that is like a great sub bullet of that, which is being the cool girl in quotes without needs gets you guys that can't meet your needs. Yep. 100% agree. Because you have needs. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. The chill girl. Or from my own experience, this is what I found. I would be the chill girl because I had a lot of male friends. And I would hear the complaints they had about women. And mm. I would think, oh, men don't like when we do X, Y, Z. So don't do it. So I felt like I had the secret formula to get a guy to be into me and not be this annoying woman that they complain about. However, they would complain about these women. And then those were still the women they would date. And it was the biggest mindfuck of, wait, I thought you want us to be this cool, chill girl. And at the end of the day, the answer is more like, yeah, those are expectations those people set. And the guy will meet them if he likes you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I felt like I felt trapped in that cool girl thing because I was sitting there like, wait, but I thought you don't like when women do that. And a lot of times it was things that just made women different from men. So I just came across like one of the guys. Hmm. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Cool girl gets you nowhere. All right, all right. Here's one I loved. Someone submitted on mine. Ready? Don't send the paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) How true is that of like, who has ever sent a paragraph and it worked out? Of either they changed their behavior or just the relationship works out in general. Like, lecturing people is not going to make them be any better. Is yeah, I, I also it. just think that generally texting is not the right mode of communication for like nuanced paragraphs. Like if yeah. you have a paragraph's worth of amount of words to say to someone, it's pro- text message is probably not the right forum for this conversation. No. And it's also like this person's making you so mad that you're texting a giant paragraph. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess because like paragraph technically it. could be a couple sentences, but I'm thinking when I think, when I think no. don't send the paragraph, I'm thinking like notes the app, draft in like the you, notes. Like, yeah. Like you edit it in your notes app and now you're going to copy paste and it's going to yep. take up like practically your whole screen of like blue. No. You're showing the paragraph to your friends. What do you think? Delete it is what I think. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. And, and that's, and I think it's not to say like don't express how you're feeling or like don't tell someone when yeah. they've like hurt you. It's more so like, for A, that's not the right mode of communication for it. And B, like, it's just not helpful, like, going no. on like that. And I don't think it's ever made me feel better. No. No. It's like, write it out for yourself and delete it. And I've done that before. Like, I'm not a huge journaler. But occasionally, I did this with the rower, actually. I wrote out, before I had my final conversation with him that was on the phone, where... I intended on telling him, you know, this is, I don't want to do this anymore because it's making me too sad. It's making me consistently upset. And Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you are welcome not to want to date me exclusively, but I'm going to walk away. I wrote so many paragraphs to myself in like a a Google doc (laughs) slash journal yeah, to just honestly just connect more with how I was feeling like it helped me to write it out to be like no that does that's not actually how I'm feeling how am I feeling like let's continue to like workshop this in a sense to be like Mm -hmm. what's the thing that actually rings true and then that helped me figure out okay what are what is the very succinct way that I want to say this to him 
Yes, I agree. That that can on help. A, on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> right, exactly. You're like, here's if I if I spilled everything, and then from it, basically highlight what are the bullets. Yeah. What are the main things yeah. I want to hit? Especially, I mean, especially in conversations that are really, really hard, it, like a breakup one specifically, it's very much, yeah. you know, you got to rip the Band-Aid off, get to it, get a couple points in there, but... But the shorter, the better a bit in those situations, you know? It also helped me not cry because Mm -hmm. I'm fine with crying. I'm fine with showing that vulnerability. It's just often highly inconvenient because I can't really talk if I'm aggressively crying. Right. Yeah. So it's not great for conveying information. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So writing it out enabled me to do all of that, like ugly crying, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. On my own, so that I could more gracefully cry and still speak when I actually talk to him. Yes, I agree. I've <laughs> I've been there. That actually would be something I would say, though, in general. But that's that's a personal thing. Of I'm very bad with crying and emotions that are like that. I've gotten mm-hmm. better as I've gotten older, but specifically with dating, I was very much in the mindset, kind of the sports mindset of never let them see you sweat, never let them see you cry. Yeah. And then what was I 20? I think I was 28 for the first time that I cried in front of someone that I was dating and it had nothing to do with them. It was about, I was talking about, um, it was like a personal family thing. And yeah. the oddly, not oddly, but surprisingly to me soon after that, he said to me, you know, I really, I really liked that you opened up to me the other day. And I was so shocked because of when it was happening, all I could think was, oh, God, I'm the crying girl. And he's not going to want to be with the crying girl because I guess I would correlate it with negativity. Like, oh, yeah. I'm being so negative when the truth is, you know, it's just showing another side of you and it's OK to cry. If anything, I think it made him more attracted to me. And I was I was I'll never forget how shocked I was by that of like, oh, all these years I would hide that so hard and be like so tough and at the end of the day it it was the opposite of they wanted to kind of see me be a little bit softer and emotional like that vulnerable i think i think the the headline for me that that i wish i knew in my 20s that i know now is that vulnerability is not weakness Mm -hmm. i think i saw it that way in in a similar way it probably sports had a lot to do with that too that right like I, I definitely saw that as weakness. I specifically remember one volleyball practice in high school where I, my coach was mad at me. I forget exactly what happened. I got so frustrated. I started to cry because mm-hmm. I was like overwhelmed with how frustrated I was at the situation and whatever. And he looked at me like I was nothing Yeah, because I had started to cry. Mm-hmm. And I just yep. remember that so vividly, Ooh, that so vividly that I'm going to tear up now. Um, <laughs> or or rem- this is this is a big one. The like, don't cry to get what you want is right. often something we do with kids. And I and I, to be honest with you, I don't disagree with that because nothing bothers me more than feeling like that's what someone's doing. Like, oh, you're just oh, you're gonna cry, so now we all feel bad, and we're gonna do what you want to do because you're crying. And just the fact that I'm not crying, I lose, you know, the argument, the debate, the whatever. Right. And that was very much something, too, I brought in relationships. And I don't know if that's me being 
kind of stubborn of, I want to win this argument, not because I'm crying. I don't want you to just feel bad and let me win. Like, I want to talk this out and come to whatever solution that we decide, you know? Yeah, but but I think that I just, I, I, I correlated crying, not just because of that one incident, with weakness for so long. Oh, for sure. And also yeah. had those experiences in relationships too, where I would get in an argument with a partner and cry because I was frustrated or overwhelmed mm-hmm. or whatever it was, angry, whatever emotion. And then they would say that to me. They'd be like, oh, now you're going to cry. I'm like, well, uh, yeah. I sure as shit wish I weren't. Let me tell you. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to uh, be crying right now. Right. It's like an ideal, an ideal world. No, I would not be. I don't want to be. But yeah, crying, crying for me is probably the toughest one. Honestly, when I look back at my 20s, I was like, oof such a yeah i don't know bottle, bottling well, technique i guess more cri- more um, kissing less crying yeah more kissing less crying. <laughs> okay so this goes hand in hand with what we were saying before this person has this mm-hmm. two, has a two part number one it's all about confidence number two yeah. you're skinnier than you believe mm. and i think that's a true one of like in general specifically women we often spend so much time hating our body. And then as you age, you always will be like, oh man, I hated this one thing about me back then. And you're like, for what? Like you see the picture however many years later and you're like, I can't believe I hated myself. You know? Yeah. There was a lot of, there were a lot of submissions in mine in the theme of body image of like, I, I wish that I had loved the body that I had in the way that mm-hmm. I love the one that I have now or I'm still working to. But like I wish that I had realized that that didn't define me and that, you know, that I could be confident in the body that I had and not feel like I had to change it. Um, like, you know, we talked about with Emily Lubin the other week. Yeah. Like, you know, especially size wise, I'm the biggest size I've been. And like, I definitely have more confidence now than I did when I was a smaller size because I feel like a beauty of age too, is you just, you really just stop caring about so many little things that I used to care about. And also what a waste of like time and energy that was (laughs) doing that. So much time and energy into being anxious for me, being anxious about so many different things, which brings me to a submission that I really liked, which is your anxiety is lying to you. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And that really resonated with me because, and this still happens, but my anxiety used to tell me that everyone was mad at me. Mm-hmm. My anxiety used to tell me that, yeah, somebody didn't like me anymore or that, you know, something bad was going to happen, whatever thing. And it was really, really difficult for me to tell the difference between anxiety and my gut. And a lot of other people that submitted said, trust your gut. I wish that mm-hmm. I had known I wish that I had known to trust my gut. The problem for me in my 20s is that I could not trust my gut because I wasn't able to tell the difference between my gut and my anxiety, and that's something that I learned over time in in therapy, but yeah. That's that's the hard differentiation for a lot of us. Is what is what is my gut and what is anxiety? Cuz I yeah, uh, very much feel the same. Yeah, and once you learn like at least for me and my body, they feel very different. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't know how to tell the difference when I was younger. Right. And I didn't okay. know I didn't know how to talk to myself about it to be like that's not real life. Like you that's your feelings are real and your feelings are valid, but it, that thing that you think is happening is not actually happening. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have two that are about friendship that I really, really liked. Oh. So this first one is friends may come and go. It's okay to acknowledge that some relationships are seasonal. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what also goes hand in hand with that is someone else submitted. My party friends were not my real friends. Very relatable. And that doesn't necessarily mean it applies to everybody, but I also found that through the years where you just realize, like, this is the only thing I have in common with this person. And outside of this, we would never, you know, hang out or see each other, which it's perfectly great to have those friends. But as time goes on, it's like, you know, you think about, I think about throwing a birthday party at 22 verse 32 and how many people would I invite, first of all. And then second is who would I really care, you know, that I would really want to come. And the number is significantly smaller in my thirties than my twenties. Not that that's right or wrong, but I feel like that is how most people feel. You just realize, you know, these are the people that are actually very, very close with me. And I don't know, especially the party friends. That's, I've had many friends give up drinking and immediately that's the first thing they say. They're like, oh, that was all I had in common with those people, you know? There was somebody who submitted to mine that the quality of your friendships matters more than the quantity of your friendships. Yeah, very much. Which which kind of factors into what you said. On another non-dating note, a lot of people submitted things about work. Mm. And one of them was, your mental health is worth more than any job. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a thousand percent true. Yeah. Took me into um, my 30s to realize that, frankly. Yeah. And I had a handful of people submit um, things along the lines of nobody knows what they're doing. Don't oh, beat yeah. yourself up if you don't have an exact plan. Most people do not know what they're doing and do not fully know what is right for them. Everyone's making it up. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's figuring it out as they go along for the most part, especially yeah. in your 20s. Nobody knows. Yeah. the Somebody said something of um, there's no such thing as a real adult. Like you kind of wonder like, when am I going to feel like an adult? When am I going to feel like a grown up? And the reality is you, you might never because there is no such thing. hundred percent. I agree with that one. Okay. I have one that might be, might be controversial to some people. Uh, Hit me. If he wanted to, he would. Well, we know I don't agree with that. You don't agree. So you think it's more false than true. I don't know if. I want to give percentages or I I even know how to give percentages on like how true or how false it is. But I think that it is overused to the point where I don't like it because I think that like, I think it absolutely applies in certain situations. Absolutely. And it could Mm -hmm. very well apply to what this person who submitted it experienced in their twenties. But I think it gets overused to the point where people use it to before they communicate what they want like they they think that like if if the person was right for me and he really wanted to he would like know and understand how to meet all my needs yeah I don't think it's true in that sense yeah but I that's how I see it used so much and so that's why I don't like it as a phrase but if the person is using it to be like if they're interested, they'll show interest. Then, yeah, for sure. And that's something that I definitely didn't know in my 20s. Right. So 
Personally, I do find this saying more true than not. But I think the caveat is, do they know what you want and what you Absolutely. Need? Yeah. So it's like, yes, I don't agree with the influencer gets flowers and they come on and say, if he wanted to, he would get you flowers. Exactly. It's like, does he know you like flowers? That, that's always my question in those scenarios. However, I think as a general sense with the interest when it's used with that, I do agree. Of th- There will be an effort there. Or, oh, yeah. If someone's interested, you'll know. Right. Or uh, I once got this question of, um, if a man is interested in you, will he do romantic things? And my answer was, he'll do what he thinks is romantic. Yeah. What do you think it is might romantic not be, Right. It might not be what you think is romantic or want. But whatever he thinks is a romantic thing to do, yes, he would do that thing. Like, example from earlier in the episode. The publicist adding me to a resi email... <laughs> Was like he sent me a dozen red roses. Right. For yeah, right, right, right. For you. For me. For me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like Hilarious. somebody else would be like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to be on your resi. Yeah. How'd you get my email? Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. other people would think it would be really weird. For sure. I agree. Um, but, but I do think it's more true than not. I agree it's overused, but I, but I actually side on the side of true. That being said, I don't walk around saying the saying all the freaking time because it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I also think it just like, I think it can also make people feel bad because like, it's, yeah. It, it, I think it can also it just can be, be like, harsh. oh, he doesn't, it can be harsh. Exactly. Like, be there's better, harsh. I think there are better ways to express what we're trying to express. Right. It can be a harsh thing. Yeah. Life. Like, because it's basically just like, well, he doesn't like you. I'm like, okay, that might be true, but maybe we don't need to yeah. say it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this one really resonated with me. Asking the question doesn't change the answer. Finding out is worth the discomfort. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I literally read it, it and was like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. I look at those scenarios like, do I want to wait X amount of time to find out the answer, or do I want to find out now? And if I want to find right. out now. I'm going to ask. There you go. Yeah. And the answer is not changing. Yeah. Just because I didn't ask. I just don't know about the answer. I'm just exactly. ignorant. And ignorance exactly. is not bliss. Yeah. Ignorance <laughs> is anxiety. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or For what is the other least. thing? Oh, no. That's silence. Silence is agreement. Yeah. Silence is acceptance. Okay. Acceptance. Do not wait around to meet up with someone if there is no plan. This one really hits yeah. with me. Of, I just think about all the times I was either like at home waiting for the text of the meetup or I was out already, but staying out later and later than I wanted to because yeah. some guy was like, oh, maybe we'll meet up later. I'm going out with my friends. God, the staying. I forgot about the staying out later just in case just he in wants case. to meet up. And not literally just how cringe do you feel thinking of those nights and how much time you wasted? I mean, I feel I wish that I had known not to do that. Right? Yeah. Like I just, uh, I think about there was at (sighs) least a couple times too. I like lied of like, yeah, I'm gonna be out with friends, and I didn't have a couple times. Did that all the time? Yeah. Oh, and then I'd be hair done, makeup done, cute outfit on, sitting in my apartment Mm -hmm. waiting for the text. Yeah. Never again. Never again. Do not do that. 
it literally was the just in case. It wasn't even in a situation where he had said where we had plans where it was like, Oh, we are going to hang out. It was like, maybe we will. And, and if I'm already home when I get the text, I'd like, that can't happen. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. I'll add this in. Maybe is a no. That is something I live by life by someone Mm -hmm. giving you a maybe and a vague. That's it. I lean on the side of no. So, but don't, Ooh, don't wait around. God. God, I, I, I cringe really, thinking about the times I did that. I really did forget about that. The, <laughs> I didn't do the other way as I, – I can think of a couple times where I like got ready even though I wasn't sure if I was going to see someone. Like that definitely happened a couple times. But I can think mm-hmm. of dozens of times when I stayed out yep. later than I wanted to in hopes that I would hear from the person or that he would text me back or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. the worst all right that's my last one what's your last one awful um my last one is boundaries are harder to set the longer you avoid setting them oh yeah because you're forming habits yep and you're setting precedent yeah true i'd agree with that one and i think that that circles back to pretending to be something that you're not Like pretending to be the cool girl, putting that in quotes again, pretending to be quote unquote low maintenance is essentially not having boundaries in many ways. Yeah. When in reality, it can be. Yeah. When in reality, you want those boundaries or you want to have a need or you want to be, you know, have maintenance required. But you're pretending not to, and the longer that you don't do it, the harder it is to do it, and this person is liking you for somebody that you're not, mm-hmm. and then you just get into this whole thing where you're just with people who don't actually like you for who you are, and it it gets harder and harder to do the longer you, you wait. Yeah. I'd also add to that, like, never try to basically change someone's mind if they decide they don't like you oh yeah because a lot of times when someone decides they don't like us anymore they don't want to date us anymore we think there was something i did and maybe we can fix this and be back together and i've learned just they don't like you anymore they don't like you anymore this is absolutely not worth you trying to win them back over in whatever way shape or form because it will often be you changing who you are yeah or just putting off the inevitable Right. Or I guess we could also just say there wasn't one thing you did that made this person break up with you. No. Stop killing yourself trying to think of the You didn't say like one sentence. I I mean, there are some sentences that someone could say, but assuming that we haven't gone to a a fucking extreme, (laughs) there wasn't one sentence that you said where the person was like, I was obsessed with her until that sentence and now I don't want nothing to do with her ever again. Yeah. Like that's not happening. Yeah, that's, that's why breakups are hard, is it's not one thing that happened. Granted, yes, right. it could be. It could be a cheating scenario or something, right? Where you're like, this was clearly an incident, and this is why. But most breakups, that's why it's so hard to break up with someone, is you're sitting there like, there isn't this one thing that made me decide this. Yeah, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. That's, right. I think, one of the reasons why blindside breakups are so hard, because only one person is blindsided. Well, and yes. the the other well yeah but the other person like you said it's not just one thing so the other person has been this has been building for them 
mm-hmm. completely unbeknownst to their partner. And so it feels like it was just one thing. So like an example is when ASV broke up with me, it was right after we had a big fight. Yep. In my mind, I'm like, we had that fight and then he broke up with me. He broke up with me because of that fight. Yep. But in reality, like he had been feeling however he was feeling for quite a while. He just wasn't saying anything, which is an issue as well. But that's what's hard. It was so hard for me not to focus on that one fight. And what if I hadn't said this? What if I hadn't done this in that one fight? I mean, honestly, I would, if I was your friend, I would have said like, well, you would have just broken up a little bit later. <laughs> like you still yeah. would have. It just, it didn't, it came to a head that night or like quote the straw that broke the camel's back. That saying yeah. is there's already a bunch of straw there. So much you know? straw. Yeah. It was, it's Tons like the final straw. push people needed. Maybe it might be the scenario, yeah. but no, it's never one thing. It's never one freaking thing. Or if anything, yeah. I would make the argument every every breakup is a blind side to somebody because the other person never really knows why. Yeah, well, because it's impossible you know? to. Like it's like that person's feelings. Right. Um all right. There are there are so many good submissions. Obviously, we can't read them all, but if you are comfortable and you want to comment on the videos that we post this week and tell us more, tell our tell our under 30-something listeners who are watching those videos and reading the comments what you wish you knew in your 20s, help them out, add your suggestions there. Yeah, totally. So thank you all for submitting and listening this week. And tell me if I'm the asshole or not. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. uh, Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.